today on Kingdom Rock Radio. He allowed it like a parent that wants to go out and rescue their children, seeing their children in danger, seeing their children uh, tearing and they're crying and they're moaning and they're, and, and, and they're crying out before him in, in their quiet places, begging God, God, take this from me. God, take this from me. Deliver me from this. Deliver me from this. But yet and still he waits because it's for a purpose. Touch stone. Well, on today's broadcast, you're going to hear part number five of a series entitled The Golden Compass. Today's subtitle is The Touchstone. Not touchdown, but touchstone. We had a wonderful time today. Have you ever been in the place where you're doing all the right things? You're rowing. I mean, you're really working hard at this thing, but it does not seem to be working. And you're asking the Lord, why? When is it going to end? Well, we're going to address that situation today and a whole lot more. We had a great time. I had a great time. And I believe that you will also enjoy the presence of the Lord as you hear this message entitled, The Touchstone, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. We love you. When you get Matthew 16, rather Matthew 14, Matthew 14, say praise the Lord. That's wonderful. Matthew 14. Matthew 14. And this is a very familiar uh, text of scripture. It's good to be reminded. We're going to see some things today that we haven't seen before in the word of the Lord. And I'm always grateful for the Lord for that. Here's a scenario in, in um, Matthew, the 14th chapter. Here's what's happening. Here's the scene, should I say. Uh, we've just seen here a great multiplication of food. The Lord uh, multiplied the, uh, the fishes and loaves. And 5,000 souls were fed. Over 5,000 were, were fed there in, in Matthew 14. The disciples saw a great work, a great work. And here in verse number 22 is when the Lord Jesus is about to send them in a ship or in a small boat uh, to the other side of the lake. And he's about to send the multitude away. And this is the scene where we come to, we come to this particular scene at this moment. So I pray today that we're going to really get into the word of God and uh, really just, just experience what they experienced there and, and go further. And so it says here, in verse 22, we'll start here, verse 22. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitude away. I want to stop there. So we see here that the Lord Jesus is constraining his disciples here. Now, we're in the series entitled The Golden Compass, The Golden Compass. And today we're going to subtitle this, the touchstone. We'll get to it. The touchstone. Okay? Praise the Lord. Because it's all about this. The touchstone. So we see here again. Now I forgot what part this is. So I think part five. I think it's part five. So praise the Lord. If you haven't heard 4321, CDs are available, DVDs are available, and they're also available online as well. So here's the Lord. He's the great. People, uh, a great amount of people have just been fed, just been fed. And he's, 
constraining, the Bible says that he constrained his, his disciples to go into a ship and to go before him unto the other side. Those were his instructions. Boys, get into the ship and go to the other side, right? And the Bible says that he has to constrain them, that he really has to uh, forcefully, I mean, he really has to forcefully push them away in so many regards. It's kind of like, kind of like a, a mother taking her uh, child to the daycare for the very first time. Going to be away for, from her for a while, I remember when it happened with my wife and my daughter, I'm telling you, for the very first time of daycare, Jasmine did not want to leave mommy's side. And mommy was crying and, and daughter was crying. It was an emotional time. <laughs> Daddy just sort of stood back and watched. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. But now the disciples, the Lord Jesus has to constrain them. Get in the boat. Go ahead. No, no, Jesus. No, 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 no. We don't want to get onto that boat without you. No, no, no. Go ahead, boys. Go ahead. No, 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 no. No, don't. Go ahead, boys. Go ahead. He has to constrain them to get on the boat. Why is that? Because just if we would look back, uh, and you would see there, and I believe Matthew, the eighth chapter, you'll see how the Lord, uh, how the disciples and the Lord were on another boat together in the middle of the sea in the same waters. And a great storm arose and Jesus was asleep. You remember that he was asleep in the bow of the of the ship and asleep on a pillow. And a great storm rose up. This was a supernatural storm. And these boys knew that they were in trouble. But they had Jesus there to, to wake him up. Lord, get up. Don't you care if we're going to die? Don't you even care? Of course he cares. But in the midst of a struggle, in the midst of uh, panic and worry and great stress, you will doubt if God cares about you, if he doesn't move fast enough for you. Hallelujah. And so they said, they don't say, Jesus, get up and, and handle the storm. They say, they accost him. Jesus, don't you care if we're going to die? You begin to doubt how much he loves you in the middle of great battles or tribulation or stress. Begin to doubt. Well, what happens? Jesus gets up and says to the, uh, he rebukes the wind. I rebuke thee, windeth. He rebukes the wind and says to the sea, peace, be still. And there was a great calm. I'm using King Jamian language so that you can better understand. <clears throat> well, they look at him and say, wow, what kind of man is this? What manner of man is this? That even the wind waves, even all these things obey him. They were wondered at wonder. And so now they come back to the point again and Jesus tell them, boys, go into the ship now without me. What? What? Lord, we know what's out there. We know what happened the last time. And now you want us to go out there without you. So Jesus has to constrain them. Go ahead, boys. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get on that boat. Go. It's okay. Go ahead. Go with me. Rather, go before me to the other side. He gives them instructions. Go from here 
to there. And the Lord does not tell you to do anything that you cannot do. So he's given them the ability to make it to the other side. Well, he leaves them there. And he says here, while he sent away the multitude, Jesus sent away the people. Y'all go home now. Love you. You've been fed. It's okay. So the disciples are getting into a ship. I'm sure they're saying, oh, Lord. Peter, what are we going to do, man? I don't know, Matthew. How about you, Bartholomew? I don't know. Shoot. I don't know. I don't know. We got to get on this ship without Jesus, man. I know it, Thomas. I know it. But we got to go. We got to go. Where did the master go? He went to tell the people to go home. What we got to do again? We got to get to the other side. I know what happened last time. I know, man. I know. I know what happened. You first. Well, I got to be first. You first. It's all right. I'm I'm in the boat. It's all right. Come on, boys. All right. We all on here. Don't rock the boat, Simon. All right, let's go. And so the more they began to set sail out, the further they were from Jesus. And Jesus sent the people away in verse number 23. And when he, he had sent the multitude away, all right, everybody's going home. The lights are off, sound system off. Everybody's going home. He went up into a mountain apart to pray. That's what Jesus is doing after that great encounter, after that great move and miracle. He goes up to the Father and begins to pray. He is our example. It says, and when the evening was come, say evening. And when the evening was come, he was there, what? Alone. Wow, that just, that speaks volumes to me. When evening was come, he was there alone. Now, evening, you could make a note of this evening, is really between the hours of 3 p.m. until 6 p.m., between 3 and 6 here in biblical times, 3 and 6. Or we could say starting at 3 un until the time that is just before night. Are you understanding? So, he's gone up into the mountain, and he has spent the time with the Father. And it says, and when he rather and when evening was come between three and six or so he was there alone so let's recap since the disciples away go ahead boys no go 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 ahead daddy be with you in a minute go ahead right sends them on a boat they go sends a multitude away y'all have a good time he goes up into the mountain let's draw this i know how y'all love my drawings he goes into the mountain to pray and over here let's draw some water and let's draw also a boat with the disciples on it praise the lord and here here is the the sand on the beach and then of course it has to go to water water are you with me we can follow that right all right so 
He sent the people away. Here are all the people, all the people, all the people, a whole lot of people, right? He sent them away, sent disciples away. He went to the mountain to pray. And now, I'm sure coming out of the mountain, he's there probably on the shore. And he is there, what? Alone. He's alone approximately what time between 3 p.m. to maybe 6 p.m., right? In the evening, that's what the Bible says, evening. He's there alone. And I love this. This speaks volumes to me. Because there is a time, even in the Lord's humanity, all God, but yet all man. There's a time when you just got to get by yourself. When you don't have anybody pulling on you, go ahead, boys, get off my leg, Peter, get off my leg, Paul, go, I mean, uh, Peter and Bartholomew, go ahead, get on the boat. Praise the Lord, all God, but yet still all man. All the people pulling on you, can I have another fish sandwich, Jesus? Can I have another fish sandwich? It was good. You got any more? No. That's it for the day. Y'all go ahead and go home now, okay? Love you. See you soon, okay? I got to go up and talk to my father. I got to get energized, got to be restrained, got to go into communion. And then he has time for himself. I love that. He was alone. <sighs> Sometimes you need, you need space to exhale. Let's try one time. <sighs> when nobody's pulling on you, nobody's asking for another fish sandwich. You know, nobody's this and that. Nobody's asking you for more wisdom. Nobody's asking you to heal. Nobody's asking you to cast out a devil. Nobody's asking you uh, to, to come and do this and there. No Pharisees, Sadducees talking about you. It's just time to be alone. You've communed with the presence of the Father. And he's energized you and strengthened you. And now it's just time just to be. When was the last time you had time just to be? Now, it didn't just happen. Jesus made this happen. Y'all go over there. Y'all go over there. I'm going up here with my father, and then I'm going to be for a little bit. Nobody voluntarily, voluntarily uh, let this happen. The disciples didn't want to leave. The people didn't want to leave. Jesus said, y'all go. Y'all go. I'm going to commune with my father. And then I'm going to be. Just for a little while. Maybe he took his sandals off and put his feet in the sand and a little bit and on, on the shore along the beach and just was being for a while. All God, but yet and still all man. Can you imagine that? Just being just for a little while. <clears throat> I want to show you this as well. And it goes on to say in verse number 24, it says, but the ship was when? What now? The ship was now, another time coordinate there. But the ship was now. Say now. Yeah. Say now three times. Now, yeah, so fast. But the ship was what? Yeah. Now. In the midst of the sea, what was happening? Tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. Hmm, the ship. The ship talks about who? Who's on the ship? 
the disciples. So now at this time when Jesus was alone, his folks over here were in trouble. Oh, so the next verse must read, and Jesus runneth to the disciples, uh, seeing them uh, in trouble, uh, and he gets over there and stops it immediately. I don't see that. I see them in trouble, but I see that he waited. Are you hearing? Just like I see... Lazarus in trouble, dying, and Mary Martha sending word, but Jesus waited. Waited. Are you hearing? Waited. Now, there is a reason for this. I, can, I know that in his humanity, I believe he just had to breathe just for a minute. But there was, this was also a touchstone moment for them. A touchstone moment. I didn't say touchdown. Touchstone, are you hearing? <clears throat> now I want you to hear again. Notice a time here. But the ship was now, say now, now, in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, and the wind, rather, for the wind was contrary. Stop there. Now, hold your finger there in Matthew 14. Let's go go with me to uh, the book of Mark. Mark 6 chapter. We're going to see the same account there in the book of Mark. Mark gives us just a little bit more information. I thank God for Mark. Mark's a good man. <laughs> Amen. Is that right, Mark, brother Mark over there? I tell you, Marks are good people. I'll leave that alone right there. But if we see here, Mark, Mark, let's look at um, verse number uh, 45. Look at the same scene. The same scene. Are you ready? He says, in straightway, he constrained his disciples to get into the ship. Same thing, right? And to go uh, to the other side before unto Bethsaida. Now we know where they're going. While he sent the people away. Rather, while he sent away the people. Verse 46. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come... Between three and six, right? The ship was in the midst of the sea, and he, what? Alone on the land. Same account, isn't that right? Verse uh, 48, and he saw them, what? Toiling in rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. Stop right there. That's where Matthew stops off with that verse. He saw them toiling. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Jesus saw them toiling. He saw them having a hard time. But he did not go to them. Let's, let's finish reading that verse. Verse 48. And when he saw them toiling, and rather not when he, I'm sorry, I keep wanting to say that, but it doesn't say when he saw them toiling. It says, and he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary contrary unto them and about the fourth watch of the night there's another time fourth watch means roughly fourth watch starts about 3 a.m anybody sing something 
fourth watch starts at 3 a.m. And it goes roughly to about uh, roughly about 6 a.m. Or until the time dawn breaks. Okay. That's a lot of time. How much time did he leave them out there toiling and rowing? Somewhere about 12 hours. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So when he saw them here, they're having a rough time. Here's the wind. Now, because the wind is contrary, they had to drop the sail. Couldn't use the sail anymore. Sailboat couldn't use the sail. Now they had to use the, the oars there and row. Are you hearing me? Now, Jesus, because Jesus gave them an assignment. Boys, I want you to get over there. If you can't use the wind power, if the wind is fighting against you, you got to break out the oars and you got to row. So he saw them. He saw them. If you will. He saw them. And did not move for possibly 12 hours. You think they were crying out? You think they were saying, I knew we shouldn't gotten in this boat. I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. But yet and still, here they are being tossed. This was a... This was not a regular storm. This was a demonic storm. They knew the difference. They were fishermen. And they knew. Some even said during this time that, um, that there were uh, specters or, or ghosts in the area causing these particular storms. And some fishermen, what, you, you hear all these stories out now about different spirits in the sea and, and people see things in the waters. So they're fishermen. They've, they've heard these type of stories. And they know that this is an unusual storm. And they are there trying their best to row and get out of it. Have you ever been in a place where you, when you're doing all the right things, but it's just not working? And no matter how hard you try, how much you try, and you desperately want to get out of this situation, you've got the answer, but you desperately want to get out, but you're not going anywhere, and you're not going anywhere, and you're not going anywhere, and you're tired, and you're aching, and you're mad at God. You t- Why'd you tell me, Jesus, to do this? Why'd you tell me to go there? And you're upset, and you're tired, and you're angry, and you know if you can just get to the other side, you can get some relief you can, you can relax for a while but you can't get there and you're toiling and you're roaring and you're wondering does he see us yes yes would Jesus see me in my misery and, and wait yes so the question would be why Somebody shout, why? Why? 
Oh, now there was some passion right there. I got... Why? Why did he wait about 12 hours, about roundabout? We don't know the exact number, but we can come to the conclusion that maybe about 12 hours. Why did he leave them struggling for about 12 hours? What's the answer? Touchstone. Let me write that down. I did not say touch down. I said touch stone. Are you hearing? <clears throat> now, let's go back. You keep your finger there and, and mark because I'm sure we're going to head back over here just a minute. But let's go back to Matthew now, Matthew 14. And so he saw them there toiling and rowing. In Mark, the 14th chapter, looking again, we see in verse number 24, we stopped here. Rather, that's in Matthew, Matthew 14, verse 24. It says, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea. And we know what they are doing. They're trying their best to row to get to the other side. Sail power, the wind power won't take them there. They're trying their best to use muscle power. Okay, but again, the Lord would not tell you, tell you to do something that you were not capable of doing. There is something that they should have done here that would have gotten them out of that situation, but they weren't doing it. Are you hearing? Amen. They weren't doing it. Verse 25 says that in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, it is one of them their spirits. <laughs> oh God, it's gone from bad to worse. Now there is a physical manifestation of the spirit that is causing the storm. It is a demon. It is a ghost. Oh, God, we're really in trouble now. They thought it was bad, but now it just appears to them to become worse. Okay. Now it really looks bad. At least we were in a situation where we thought we could semi, we, we had a plan, keep doing this, boys, keep doing this. My arms are tired, Philip. I know, boy, but we got to get over here. Keep doing it, keep doing it. And maybe eventually we would have crossed over to the other side. But now another element pops up. They see a figure, a figure walking. Oh, it's bad drawing, but... Halo. <laughs> Excuse me, Lord. They see a figure now walking on the water. An impossibility. And they are freaking out. You ever been at a time when you just, it was bad in your life, but now something is just causing you to freak out? Ah. Freak out. Freak out. I'm not going there, brother. I started to go there, but I'm not. 
And so it looks bad. Turn to your name and tell them it looks bad now. It looks bad. They're wet. Of course, the waves, the wind is blowing and the water is coming, you know, in their faces. And all them trying to row and we're wet and we're tired and they're out there because they're trying to do what Jesus told them to do. They're out there because they're trying to do what Jesus told them to do. This is a trial. This is a test. Had this been an actual emergency, you would have heard further instructions. Had this been an actual emergency, we would have seen, we would have seen the Lord maybe from the shore saying, leave him alone, devil. Or we may have seen him just appear over there in the boat and just stop it all. But this was a test. This was a touchstone. As a matter of fact, the word in there in the book of Mark, sixth chapter, uh, the word toil means, you remember he saw them toiling and rowing? Let's go back for a second. He saw them toiling and rowing, verse number 48. It says, and he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them walking upon the sea and would have passed them by. Stop there for a second. The word toiling means... The word toiling means to test in the Greek. It means to test, especially hear this. It means to test metals by the touchstone. Well, what is the touchstone? The touch, the touchstone uh, was a black silica stone used to test the purity of gold or silver by the color of the strike produced uh, on it by rubbing it with uh, either metal a rock touched on a rock and when you put something you say is this gold or not well let's pick up the touchstone and let's rub what we think is gold against the touchstone and if you look at the color of the strike on the touchstone it would turn a certain color well that would mean hey that's solid gold if you picked up another, let's say, I think this is silver, and you picked up a touchstone and you struck it again. You looked at the stone, looked at the strike on the stone, on the touchstone. You would say, hey, that's really silver. The touchstone was there to prove or to verify what something was made of. I think somebody's getting this. This was a touchstone experience. And what was striking them? The wind, or rather, the, yes, the wind, but the waves. The wind was picking up the water, and the waves were striking the boat again. Striking, striking. And so Jesus saw them toiling. He saw them being struck by the touchstone. Now, he already knew what was in them. He already knew the, the gold or the silver, the precious stones that they were made of, but they didn't know it. So he allowed this storm, he allowed this testing time to show them what was in them. Because God already knows what's in you. 
He allowed it like a parent that wants to go out and rescue their children, seeing their children in danger, seeing their children uh, tearing and they're crying and they're moaning and they're, and, and, and they're crying out before him in, in their quiet places, begging God, God, take this from me. God, take this from me. Deliver me from this. Deliver me from this. But yet and still he waits because it's for a purpose. Touchstone. And when the time is complete, then he walks to them. But not before the time of testing has reached its conclusion. Now, at any time during at any time during the 12 hour or so period, any of them could have gotten up from that situation. They were sitting. They were sitting there. Let me go over here. They're in the boat. Uh, if you would just uh, help me out for a moment. They were in the boat rowing. <laughs> Tired and worried. <laughs> Are we going to make it cold? I'm sure. And, and wet. Oh, we made it there yet? No. Rowing, rowing, and rowing, and rowing, and rowing. But at any moment... Any of them could have said, in the name of Jesus, when I rebuke you, see, peace be still. What? Because Jesus had just shown them this just a few chapters over what to do during a storm. It wasn't muscle power they needed. It was spirit power. Not by might, uh, uh, not by power, uh, uh, but by my spirit, says the Lord. The Lord already showed them how to navigate rough seas. You get up and you speak to it. So he gave them the ability to do it. They just did not do it. They chose muscle power instead of the Word of God instead of using the experience that Jesus had just showed them or demonstrated to them. And it's so easy for us to use muscle power, might on the situation. It's so easy just to curse somebody out for some. It's so easy just to, just to do things in the flesh. It's so easy to do things in the flesh instead of just rising up and declaring what the Lord has said. They already had it in them. Their answer was already in the boat. For 12 hours, although I can see the Lord waiting. All right, boys, any second now. Bartholomew, get up, get up. Somebody get up. Is somebody getting up? No, 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 no. Matthew, is he getting up? No, no. Peter, I know he's going to get up. No, no, he's getting up. I just showed him how to do this. Testing period is over. Now let me walk to them do you see this you've heard people say on many times God won't put anything on you that you can't bear now that is one of the most misquoted things I've ever heard in my life because it's not, the scripture does not say God won't put on you stuff that you can't bear let me show you what it says in 1 Corinthians 10 13 
it says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Listen, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted, that is tested or tried, above that ye are able, but will with the temptation, test or trial, also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. People say, I don't know why God put this on me. I can't take it anymore, Jesus. I can't take it anymore. First, you better see, did God give you that or did you pick that up yourself? God is not the source of all temptations, tests, or trials. Some stuff we pick up ourselves. We are drawn away by our own lust and enticed. You wanted to pick up that credit card and say, swip, swip, swip. And now we're in so much of a financial bind. Oh, God, won't you help me, Jesus? Help me, Jesus. Oh, help me, Lord. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? I'm making it a little bit light, but I think that you understand what we're saying. Did God put you in this or did you put yourself into this? Are you hearing? Where the disciples were at, at this point, God put them in that. And he also made a way of escape for them in that. Now we can put ourselves in some pickles. And in that trouble, the father said that he is there with you. He said he will be with you in trouble. He said in the time of need, you can find him. You can find good timely time or on time assistance when you're in need. He'll be there for you. He'll help you correct mistakes. Somebody say, thank God. Thank God. Hallelujah. Because every trial that has come our way has not been of our, has not been from him. It has been from us our doings we said yes when we should not have said yes are you hearing and so let's go on so this is a touchstone moment uh the word uh toiling also means to question by applying torture mm. it means to be harassed or or um under distress so they were harassed by the winds they were distressed but after the time was over here's another good thing that the trouble that you're in won't last always. It won't last. It does not have an infinite amount of time to be there. Every trouble that you face has an expiration date. It will soon expire. It will soon expire. And I was praying the other day and I asked the Lord, Lord, I was praying about a certain matter. God, God, please help me in this thing. And I heard back. I heard, I heard the Lord say, do you want me to take it away from you now? My thought was, yes. <laughs> but I knew that that was a loaded question. Do you want me to take it away from you now? <laughs> maybe because I understand that this trial this test this moment 
has a beginning and it has an end. I'm not sure where you are on this scale. If you're here, if you're here, or maybe you are right here at the end. Maybe you're like that Olympic swimmer that was swimming the channel and was so close to the edge. She has swam for miles, for miles and miles. And the fog was so thick and she couldn't see the shoreline. She did not know where she was, only that she was tired. She was exhausted and she didn't think that she could make it any further. And there was a, they will always have um, a boat, someone in a small boat that could rescue them in, in case of danger. And she didn't think she could make it any further. And it was so foggy, it didn't know where she was, how far she was from land. Was it feet or was it miles? Didn't know, but she felt like she just couldn't make it any further. So they picked her up and they put her in a boat. And they pulled out from that spot just a little bit further. And land was just right over there. My God, how sad. You want him to pull you out? How, well, Lord, how far am I away? <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. But will you get up from the boat and begin to rebuke the wind? It's not the water that's the problem. Because the water is just reacting to what the wind is doing. Will you rise and use the authority that the Lord Jesus gave you and begin to speak to the mountain and command it be removed and be cast into the sea and doubt not in your heart, but believe that those things that you say shall come to pass. You will have whatsoever you say. Remember the Lord Jesus said the works that I do shall you do also because I go unto my father and greater. He said in greater works you shall you do because he's going. He said, behold, I give unto you authority. He's given unto you authority or power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. He has given you the power. You got the power. <laughs> that just came out. Sorry. He has given you the power. Don't make me break dance, Connie. He's given you the power at any moment. Now we can sit here on the boat. Oh, whoosh, whoosh. oh, you got some more tissue. Thank you. Oh, oh, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. It's hard. It's so hard to get along. Oh, oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. Or we can rise up from the seat and say, look, I'm tired of this. In the name of Jesus Christ, I speak to every contrary wind and I command you be still. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I say no. I say no to the spirit of poverty. No to the spirit of lack. No to the spirit of infirmity. I resist you in the name of Jesus tired of this foolishness Jesus. hallelujah Amen. but there's some good news if you can't do it if you don't do it the hour will expire and Jesus will come he will surely come he loves you and he will surely come but do you want to be promoted after this experience or do you want to have to go through it again? Are you hearing? Amen. It's really up to you. 
It's going to be over. It has an expiration date. The trouble that you are facing, the pain that you are facing, the agony that you are facing, the torture that you are facing has an end. But will you declare like Job said, though he slay me, yet shall I serve him? Will we say like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, facing the fiery furnace? Will we say, look, even if God does not deliver me, I'm still going to serve him. I'm still going to praise him. If he does not save my house, if he does not save my car, if he does not save my marriage, if he does not save my job, I'm still going to praise him. If he does not heal my body, if he does not heal my relationships, I will still yet exalt him. I will still yet lift up his name. If he does not rescue us, O king, from this fiery furnace, let it be known we will not serve you. We're not going to turn our backs on him. I wonder, is anybody hearing today? So they were there toiling and rowing. Now we're closing. We're closing. Now let's go back to Matthew. It says that they were in the, it said in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them. Matthew 14, 25. It says specifically that Jesus went unto them. His destination was them. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus went unto them. He's coming to you right now. But I would prefer that I stand up and calm the situation. Declare, I would rather him find me standing up in the boat saying, devil, I bind you. I can't, I mean, doing the best I can. <laughs> Are you hear what I'm saying? Trying to fight in his name. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. I mean, find me doing that than trying to use my own might to get out of the situation. Yes, I'd rather him finding me in faith than standing and kneeling or sitting there in doubt and in worry. Hallelujah. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? Y'all don't know about the old school fighting. You just turn your head and just start swinging. Maybe you hit something. <laughs> oh, but anyway, let's look on. It says in verse number 26, it says, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying it is what? It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. Here's something terrible. It's a spirit they cried out for fear. But Jesus said, be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. And then we know about Peter's experience. He gets out there and walks on the water. You can read that when you get home. Not going to go there. <clears throat> but Peter stands up, and now he's all bold now. Isn't that wonderful? Now you see daddy coming. Hey, hey, I can do something now. He's here. Okay. Yeah. Let's just, let's try this thing out. But remember, the Lord already gave you what you needed to make it out of this. Question is, how soon do you want to get out of it? Do you want to wait for the Lord to come walking? You want to wait for him, wait for the 12 hours to expire? Or do you want to have your deliverance immediately? Because you can get out of this sooner than him coming. You can get out of this sooner if you just get up and assert your authority in Christ and declare this has come this far. 
I'm not doing anything else. I'm not going to allow this to happen any further. In the name of Jesus, I will arise in prayer and I will declare the word of God in this situation. I will have my healing. I will have the deliverance because here again, everything that you're facing has an expiration date. It will end. But the wonderful thing about our Lord, if you fail a test, you won't get an F. You just get, let me show you what you'll get. There's no F. No, there is no, there's no F in the kingdom of God. None of that. But you will get a, anybody? You will get a do-over. Oh, that's wonderful. I get a do-over. I get to do, go through that again. Hmm. Someone said, I read just fail the class and get out of that, but no. No, you get to do it again. You get to do it again. You get to face that again. Because understand, if the enemy knows that he can get you here, whenever you get ready to do something for God, he'll just bring up the same weapon. They know exactly how you pull you down. It's not God putting you back in the same situation. It is the devil saying, Okay, I see that. Mm-hmm. Put it on their file, boys. Load up the Mac. Load up the PC and put it on that. That's how we can get so-and-so. Uh-huh. Oh, look. Oh, they're getting up in the morning. They're praying. Oh, yeah. They're going to church. Oh, yeah. They're giving. Oh, they even tied this week. Oh, yeah. Isn't that something? Oh, ooh, that lady cursed them out. They just said, bless you. Oh, wow. Look at that. They, they got something going on. Uh-huh. What's on the file? Oh, that's it launch it and we say every time I start doing something for the Lord this come up I wonder why didn't pass that test but you have it in you now as a son or a daughter of God to rise up and speak to it if you will I pray you've heard the word of God today. We'll stop right there in Jesus' mighty name. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Let's exalt him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We appreciate you. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 So the question is, you can either wait for the miraculous to come to you, or you can... Let the miraculous come out of you. Oh, my God, that was good. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Oh, that was the Lord. I'm going to have to get a tape. I don't know if I can say that again. Yeah, okay. You're going to have to wait. You want to wait for the miraculous to come to you? Or are you going to let the miraculous come out of you? Either way, you'll get your deliverance from the situation. You'll get it. If you just open your mouth and begin to speak to your enemy. Okay, I'm not sure what's plaguing you today. I'm not sure what's going on with your life. I'm not sure if it's money things or if it's, uh, if it's uh, body things needing healing or deliverance. Whatever. I'm not sure what it is. But you have the power through Christ Jesus to change the situation. Hallelujah. And make it to where the Lord told you to go. You've already got it. Tell your name and tell them you've already got it. Tell somebody else you already got it. Go and tell them. Tell them.
Oh, bless Connie, Lord bless her. So we thank God for all of you being here today. And I pray that you receive the word. Now we're going to pray and make some confessions before the Lord. Let's make these confessions now. Say, Father, I thank you for the word that you gave me today. I receive your word as it was ministered by your Holy Spirit. Let your words be ingrained in my heart. Continue to deal with me about it. Let that word produce fruit and results in my life. And now, in the name of Jesus, I speak to the contrary winds in my life. I rebuke you now. I rebuke you now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to cease, desist, go from me in Jesus' name. Oh, now give God a hand, mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You had to feel that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. So you got that choice now. Either rise up in your authority or wait for the helicopter to come. Okay. The rescue team is coming. Rescue team is coming. So I'll ask you the same question Lord asked me. Do you want to get out of this now? We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.